talk about you, let's talk about me, let's talk about us, let's talk about we, let's talk about wealth, let's talk about greed, let's talk being broke, living in poverty, let's talk about black, let's talk about white, let's talk about how we still fight for our rights, let's talk government, sex schemes and drugs, and let's talk about God, let's talk about love, let's discuss our feelings. Welcome to Blessed to BS. I'm your host, Wantra Levette, and this is Bougie Bible Studies. I can't really break it down to what Bougie Bible Study is today because I really want to just jump over to the chapter that we're supposed to be getting to. But we are in class five. If you are new here, I'd like to welcome you to the best Bible study that you would ever come in contact with or come in studies with. I dive deep into the Bible. I dive deep into my NIV student holy Bible, and I'm just trying to figure out what's going on in this Bible. Student, you're a student, and we're here learning together. If you are new here and you want to check out the episodes that we did before, then go ahead and click one of these links, and it will take you back to the episode that we did before this episode. Again, we are on episode five, you guys. We are in class five. Today's class will be Matthew chapter Five, the introduction to the Sermon on the Mountain. I wasn't able to give a class last week, which was supposed to be last week's class five, because I was under the weather. So you can kind of still hear like my little stuffed up nose and stuffiness going on. But nevertheless, your girl ain't got no COVID or nothing. So if you will grab your Bible, grab your notebook, and let's go study Matthew chapter five. Introduction to the Sermon on the Mountain. Now, when Jesus saw the crowds, he went up on a mountainside and sat down. His disciples came to him and he began to teach them. Beatitudes, he said, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. We are blessed to be us, right? So I thought that to be good because he was teaching his um, disciples the blessings of poor spirit, the blessings of those who mourn, the blessings of the meek who would inherit the earth, blessings of those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, blessings for the merciful, blessed are the pure in heart, blessed are the peacemakers. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for there is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. There's a lot of people who worship God, who love God, who go very, very deep. And when I talk about God, I'm also talking about Jesus too. And don't get kind of confused about the names that I'm calling him. He has many, many names. I just know him by Jesus because that's my culture and that's how I studied him. 
not even that's how I study him. That's how I learned him, and that's how I'm studying him today. But he go, he has many, many names: Emmanuel, Jehovah Jireh, Jesus, um, Merciful One, the One, I Am. Like he has many, many names, and I say that that God is just a powerful thing. But Jesus, when I learn, as I'm learning about Jesus, and he's teaching his disciples the things that people are really blessed by. Um, and I thought that to be like great because I named my podcast Blessed to Be S and I know we were blessed, it stands for blessed to be stripped and that's because God is stripping me of everything that's not like him. And I thought that to be dope, right? But blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad because great is your reward in heaven or in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. People do talk about those people who really love God and worship Jesus. Like they really do talk about people like that. But be be sought amongst yourself and have peace amongst others. I, I forgot to mention that we should be salty with ourselves instead of being salty with other people. We have to look into ourselves and we have to judge within ourselves before we go judging other people. It's funny how we like to look at outside of ourselves and start pointing a finger about what somebody is or what they did or what they did not do when we haven't even looked into ourselves. And so going into verse 13, salt and light, you are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its saltness, same like in Mark 9, if the salt loses its saltness, how it can be made how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand and, they give, and it gives light to everyone in the house. Okay, you are the light of the world. You're not going to hide a light in a dark space because you need it to shine bright, right? Jesus is basically saying to his disciples, you guys are the light of the world. Us too, we're Jesus' disciples, too little do we know. We are the light of the world, meaning that when we step into a dark place, our light is gonna shine bright. We can either hide it, dim it, or we can let it shine through. I think that's what I'm doing with me right now, like letting my light shine through. I like this verse, it really stuck with me. I was like, okay, I. I got that. It made sense to me. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your father in heaven. That's all I say. When people see me, I just hope that they see the God in me. I hope they see what Jesus has done for me, what he's doing for me. And we can glorify that because anything that I'm doing is literally, it's not from me. <laughs> it's just not me. Like God is giving me the, the power to do such things. But I know that without his power, I'm just a weak human being. Fulfillment of the law. Verse 17. Do not think that I have come to abolish the law of the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. For truly, I tell you, until heaven and earth disappear, not the smallest letter, not the least stroke of a pen will be 
will by any means disappear from the law until everything is accomplished. Therefore, anyone who sets aside one of the least of these commands and teaches others accordingly will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever practices the teaching Whoever practices and teaches these commands will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I tell you that unless your righteousness surpasses that of the Pharisees and the teachers of the law, you will certainly not enter the kingdom of heaven. I was like, er, hold on, Lord, because I can't go out here and teach these folks these things that I don't know yet. So don't hold me accountable for something that I just don't know yet because so I'm going to have to run back on this verse. But I think he just basically saying, like, if you're going to study the word, if you're going to teach the word, teach the word right. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> a lot of people put their own interpretation on the word. A lot of people put their own message on the word. And that's how a lot of it gets tricky and turned and flipped in church and stuff like that. But I try to shy away from that. And I try to make sure that, look, I'm not teaching y'all nothing. I'm reading the Bible, okay? <laughs> I am not a teacher. We studying together, okay? I'm just getting my message for me, my comprehension for me, and I'm taking it for me. Do not take my message for you. Let God speak to you for you. Do not let God speak to you through me if he ain't tell me to. So verse 21, we're talking about murder, okay? You have heard, now Jesus is telling them, you have heard that it was said to the people long ago, you shall not murder, and anyone who murders will be subject to judgment. But I tell you, Jesus is like, yeah, I know what you heard, but let me tell you what it is. But I tell you that anyone who is angry with a brother or a sister will be subject to judgment. Not even if you murder them, like if you are angry with them. And anyone who says to a brother or sister, Raka, I don't know what Raka means yet, is answered able to the court. And anyone who says you fool will be in danger of the fire of hell. Therefore, if you are offering your gift at the altar and there remember that your brother or sister has something against you, Leave your gift there in front of the altar. First, go and be reconciled to them. Then come and offer your gift. Settle matters quickly with your advisory who is taking you to court. Do it while you are still together on the way or your advisory may hand you over to the judge and the judge may hand you over to the officer and you may be thrown into prison. Truly, I tell you, you will not get out until you have paid the last penny i've been to jail plenty of times i started to go to jail when i was 12 years old i know it really really don't look like it and my birthday is this month so happy birthday to me um um we're in cancun i forgot to tell you guys that we're recording in cancun how funny um, right now we're in mexico cancun and that's why the scenery is different otherwise we'll be in my prayer closet yeah baby we in mexico right now but I thought about this and when I heard the scriptures because I used to go to jail a lot. Like I started to go to jail when I was 12 years old. And of course, you thinking like, what is a child doing in jail? You know what I mean? At that age. But if I could look back and I could just remember that every time I went to jail, every time I was incarcerated, every time that God had put me away or 
I was placed away and God was trying to grasp my attention. He never took his hand off me trying to get my attention. He never stopped trying to reach me. He never stopped trying to get my attention. And I remember the last time when I went to jail, I want to say it was like in 2013, I want to say 2013, 2014. But I remember going to jail and I remember that I didn't get no bail. Hey y'all, thanks for coming to class. Don't forget to press the like button. And if you like to study with me every Sunday, click the subscribe button to keep up with me as well on other platforms like Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And don't forget to share with us. Like I had to do my time. I had to do two months in jail. I remember going to jail and I remember just getting really close to God. Telling him that if I got through this and if he get me out this time, then this situation wouldn't happen to me again. I know for a fact and it hasn't happened to me again by the grace of God. Kind of got what he was saying, but still need to go deeper. Now we're moving into adultery. Verse 27. You have heard that it was said you should not commit adultery. But it, I tell you that anyone who looks at a woman lustfully has already committed adultery with her in his heart. Mm. And if your right eye causes you to stumble, gouge it out and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one part of your body than for your whole body to be thrown into hell. And if your right hand causes you to stumble, cut it off. Remember Mark 9? and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one part of your body than for your whole body to go into hell. Ooh, getting a little deep. But ooh, he don't play with adultery, y'all. So verse 31, divorce. It has been said anyone who divorces his wife must give her a certificate of divorce. But I tell you that anyone who divorces his wife, except for sexual immorality, makes her the victim of adultery. And anyone who marries a divorced woman commits adultery. <laughs> now that's deep. Oath, verse 33. Again, you have heard that it was said to the people long ago, do not break your oath, but fulfill to the Lord the vows you have made. But I tell you, do not swear on an oath at all. Don't do it. Don't swear on an oath at all. Either by heaven, for it is God's throne. Don't put that on heaven. Don't put it on God. Don't put it on the Lord. Don't swear on it at all. Or by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great kings. And do not swear by your head. Talk about, I swear, I swear, I'm going to come. Don't do that. We do it all the time. Don't, don't do that. But we do it all the time. Do not swear by your hair, for you cannot make even one hair white or black. All you need to say is a simple yes or no. Anything beyond this comes from the evil one. Now, I got that. I got that a lot. I promise. I swear. I'll see. All of those things are just the enemy way of trying to get you to could say something and then you fall back and you don't do it. Like God said, it's a simple yes or no. Yes or no. You coming? Yes or no. You want to go? Yes or no. 
Verse 38, eye for an eye. You have heard that it was said, eye for an eye and tooth for a tooth. But I tell you, do not resist an evil person. What? 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 What, Lord? What you talking about? <laughs> if anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn to them the other cheek also. Oh, no. Somebody slapped me, Lord. It's going down. It's going down. Basement. If anyone wants to sue you and take your shirt, hand over your coat as well. And if anyone forces you to go one mile, go with them two miles. Give to the one who asks you and do not turn away from the one who wants to borrow from you. Basically, God is showing a simple act of love. Don't let the enemy get you. Love always wins. I know what he's saying like that, but I heard Toby. Uh, try, try Jesus. Don't try me. Because if you put your hands on me, it's going down. And then I'm going to ask for forgiveness. I'm not going to ask for permission to see if I can slap you back or put my hands back on you. So I'm telling you, I'm telling you now. You put your hands on me, it's going down. Ain't no turning on other cheek. You feel me? I know how to be kind to an enemy. Like you have to kind of like open that doorway to somebody who's angry who's hurt who have hatred in their heart like you kind of got to be the love of the path that opened a gate for them to be like you know what you only got to be like that no matter how much hate they dish out they'll never be able to get to you i kind of understood that but if somebody put their hands on me it's going down lord i'm so sorry love for enemies verse 33 you have heard that it was said love your neighbor and hate your enemy but I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be children of your father in heaven. He causes his son to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. If you love those who love you, what reward would you get? Are not even the tax collectors doing that? And if you read only your own people, what are you doing more than others? Do not even pagans do that. Be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly father is perfect. And that's chapter five, you guys. That's like understanding of the nine laws that Jesus basically went up to the mountain to teach his disciples. The Beatitudes, the blessed, 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 blessed. The salt and light, don't lose saltness. The light, don't go dimming, dimming your life for nobody. The fulfillment of the law. God did not, Jesus did not come to abolish the law of the prophets or the laws before him. He basically came to set the record straight. Basically, so like, you have heard this, but I tell you this. Murder. Before you even commit that crime, when you are first angry with this person is when you first succumb to judgment that you don't want to be angry with people. You don't want that type of pressure on you. You don't want to be handed over to the law, to the judge. Judge hands you over to the officer. The officer hands you over to jail. You don't want to end up like that. Adultery. Heard it was say you should not commit adultery, but I tell you that anyone who looks at a woman lustfully has already committed adultery. We learned about divorce. It has been said anyone who divorces his wife must give her a certificate of divorce. But God tells you that anyone who divorces his wife, except for sexual immorality, he causes the woman to commit adultery. Oaths. Don't go talk about what you swear, you swear, you swear, you swear, you swear, you swear. Like you don't. You don't have that authority. All you need to do is say yes or no. Eye for an eye, two for two. God said, let your enemy slap you, basically. It ain't happening, Captain, but love for your enemies. 
You have heard to love your neighbors and hate your enemies, but God say love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. He allows his son, the son to rise on both righteousness and unrighteousness, right? He allows the rain on both good and both bad. He allows the rain to come down on righteous and unrighteous. Like God gives us all the same thing. Nobody's greater than nobody. I can dive into this Bible until my brains fall out and it still wouldn't make me better than nobody it doesn't make me better than you i can have a tight tight relationship with god and it still doesn't make me better than you he still has given us all the same thing equally he loves us all the same even though he deal with us individually according to us he give us all the same thing she give us all the same thing it give us all the same thing however you identify God, however you identify the universe, the creator of the universe, that is your business, not mine. I am not one to tell you that because I walk this path with the Lord that he's not giving you the same thing that he's given me because he has. He's given us all the same thing. It's for us to take on that knowledge and that understanding to say, you know what, I want to walk this relationship with the Holy One. I want to be in one in tune with the creator who created me because I don't have a clue here. And in this creator who knows me, who knows all the hairs on my head, I want to have that relationship with that person. Like that spirit, that entity, like you can do the same thing. We all choose to do these on different times of our lives and that's prerogative. So that was chapter five. We dive deep. He gave us nine laws, started from the Beatitudes, salt and light, the fulfillment of the law, murder, adultery, divorce, oaths, eye for an eye, and love for your enemies. Next week, we dive into Matthew chapter six, and it's going to just take off where we left off, giving us more laws. And I thought that to be pretty interesting because there's some things that you do here and you kind of put things in perspective. And still, I'm going to pray for discernment. I'm going to pray for understanding. I'm going to pray for the message and knowledge that God wants me to have from reading Matthew chapter five, because there's some things that I still probably question in my head. That's your business. That's my business. And that's our relationship with the creator. We have to take initiative to know that we all need to take accountability for our lives. Is at one point we didn't have an understanding and controlling of our lives. Like the way I grew up, that of course I was young. I couldn't understand. I couldn't take the accountability, but when I was grown and I'm able to take that accountability on my life and say, you know what? I want to walk with the Lord, regardless of what people may say or people may think like, I don't care what anybody wants to say. Like I want to walk with the Lord. So I'm going to take on that mission. I'm going to take that steps. I'm taking on accountability for me, for my actions, for my ways, for whatever that God needs to talk to me and walk with me by. I'm taking on that type of accountability. And I think everybody needs to take on accountability when it comes to even having a relationship with God. Like my relationship with God don't make your relationship with God any less or eat any more. Like it really don't. But I'm happy to be doing these bougie Bible studies. And I'm happy that you are here with me to learn with me because we're all students. 
Tell your mama, tell your sister, tell your brother, tell your auntie, tell your uncle, tell everybody to come study with us, Bougie Bible Study. And I will be seeing you guys next week. We'll be back at home and I'll be off vacation. But until then, I will talk to you and see you guys next week. Bye.